Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. But go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome to At the Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guasamacchia. Make it 13 in a row. Yankees beat the Orioles 13th straight time. They have done so in the first game of two games today. They'll go for the doubleheader sweep. With Domingo Herman on the hill at 7.05 p.m. Eastern. And what do you know? Labor Torres, another home run against the Baltimore Orioles. Well, Yankees are lucky to have the O's in their uh, division this year because they just stink. They're just awful right now. And Yankees are taking advantage, as they should do. Welcome into At the Window. We'll get more into MLB best bets coming up a little bit later on in the show. But let's begin with the Antonio Brown saga. It continues. I talked about it on Friday when news broke that Antonio Brown threatened to retire if he was not allowed to wear his helmet that's been ruled unsafe. And the NFL has, it's 10 years old, so the NFL uh, wants Brown to wear a different helmet along with 31 other players who were grandfathered in last season. They got the exception uh, to wear the helmet last season. Tom Brady's one of them. We'll hear from Tom Brady a, bit, a little bit later on. He was on WEI in Boston, his weekly spot, and talked about his uh, having to adjust to a new helmet this year. But let's first hear from head coach of the Oakland Raiders, John Gruden, talking about Antonio Brown and stick it up for Antonio Brown. Here, listen. He's one of the premier competitors I've ever been around. And I got a feeling he would play with no helmet. It's how much he loves to play. But I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth. We're going to support him. And uh, whatever his decision is, um, we'll stand by it. But we're, we're confident that he's going to be a huge factor for the Raiders for years to come. And what is John Gruden going to say, really? Is he going to come out and kill Antonio Brown first year they have uh, th- that he's in Oakland there? What, what is he really going to say? Uh, Antonio Brown's being petty. Antonio Brown is being childish. Antonio Brown's being dumb. No, he's going to back up his wide receiver there. But I don't, if you listen, just listen to that cut again. Just listen to the tone John Gruden speaks with. There and, and you tell me if he seems happy or not with Antonio Brown. Here, play it again one more time, Danny. He's one of the premier competitors I've ever been around. And I got a feeling he would play with no helmet. It's how much he loves to play. But I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth. We're going to support him. No energy. And uh, whatever this his is decision John Gruden, is, right? um, we'll stand by it. But we're, we're confident he, that he's going to be a huge factor for the Raiders for years to come. Right, he's already fed up with Antonio Brown, John Gruden. You can hear it in his voice. Uh, no, and, and you know, Gruden usually speaks, right? You watch him on hard knocks, right? Um, he's that typical football coach, you know, that rah-rah football coach, you know, you, you want to run through a wall for him after listening to him, but right there, you can hear it. He's, what is he going to say? Backing up publicly his wide receiver, but Antonio Brown, one thing he gets a bad rap for is, and we can listen to Tom Brady. I'll, I'll read the quote, Tom Brady. He's not happy with the new helmet, but he has to make the adjustment. He has no choice. So Tom Brady is not happy with the new helmet that he has to wear this year. He liked his old helmet. But they were grandfathered in Tom Brady. As I said, Antonio Brown was part of the players. There was 32 players overall last season that were able to uh, wear the, the, the old helmets. They're 10 years old, obsolete. Shut doesn't even make the, the Antonio Brown version anymore. It discontinued it. And he complains, Antonio Brown, that the new helmet, does, he doesn't have the same vision, and he would like his old helmet back. So this is where... It, it, it all is right now with Antonio Brown. One thing that's a misconception, though. Hel- these new helmets do not uh, make the um, players any less safer against concussions. Okay? There was a study done by the Cleveland Clinic where they had 11 helmets from uh, about 2011. 11 different versions of helmets. The new futuristic helmets. The, the helmets that the, the NFL players were wearing in 2011 versus leather helmets back in the day. And what they found was that the new helmets do not protect you any better against concussions than helmets from the 1940s that 
people were wearing. What it does prevent you from skull fractures. That's what these helmets prevent you from fracturing your skull. Not concussions. does not prevent you from getting concussed. Okay, so that's the one thing out there that people are throwing out there. Peter King talked about that on PTI, so he's wrong about that. Um, and you could studies are online. You could Google it. You could research it yourself uh, and find it out for yourself. But that's the one thing where Antonio Brown should just sign a waiver and I, slippery slope because then every player would want to sign a waiver. And then at, at, at the end of the day, if if he's injured and whatever, he cannot sue the NFL for any damages or any future, you know, um, health problems that he has related to his head and, and what have you. Not do it. The NFL won't do that, right? They're going to dig in. They're going to win this. He has a hearing on Friday, Antonio Brown with the NFL. They'll resolve it. What Antonio Brown gets out of this, I don't know. It just has. It's just another distraction, as I mentioned, and that's what Antonio Brown, that's what he brings to a football team. Yeah, he brings the excellent wide receiver numbers and touchdowns, but he also brings drama and, and he just to his football team. And he's always in the news for reasons other than scoring touchdowns and, and leading his team to victories. And Pittsburgh Steelers right now, they, they must be happy they got rid of Antonio Brown. But that being said, let, let's get this resolved. We've been talking about it for three or four days. Uh, I wanted to open again with it because uh, Antonio Brown, John Gruden spoke. And Tom Brady kind of backed up, or uh, at least... Antonio Brown, at least what he's going for, he's going for, um, you know, he's not comfortable wearing this this new helmet. At least that's been backed up by Brady. But Brady did the right thing, and he said he had no choice. He has to wear it, and he has to adjust to it. That's what Antonio Brown should be doing. Get on the football field. Start playing. You have a new quarterback. You have to you know, get some reps with Derek Carr, a new team out there. And, boy, hard knock should be fun tomorrow night. And that's the, I hope they document this. I hope this is a big part of Hard Knocks tomorrow on HBO. They're following uh, around the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I, you know, they have to mention it. It can't be buried. That'll be interesting because, you know, the team does have the right to have final cut, right? So if they don't want you to see something, the Oakland Raiders, they won't allow you to see it. So I hope, though, that it's in this episode to some degree. It has to be documented. They have to talk about this issue with the helmet tomorrow on Hard Knocks and We'll have an update for you. Um, that's tomorrow night. So we still have a, a show to do. Wednesday will be the show. We'll update you, see what uh, Hard Knocks does and how much they get into this helmet gate is what they're saying. A lot more to do. Want to hear from Tom Brady. He was on WEEI. Talked about the chances he still wants to play until he's 45 years old. That's next here on At The Window. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com what's your irs problem do you owe back taxes is there a lien placed on your property have your bank accounts been frozen or seized have your wages been garnished 
Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the 8th Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Back here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. Did you see this? Dak Prescott reportedly turned down $30 million per year from the Dallas Cowboys. Are you kidding me? Who does Dak think he is? Dak Prescott, of all players. He's not a top-five quarterback in the NFL. No chance. That is ridiculous. Well, I don't. What are the Cowboys going to do? They, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board there and... Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is the most uh, important player out of the free agents between Dak, the quarterback, Amari Cooper, the wide receiver, and, of course, the running back, Ezekiel Elliott. That team's set up to run the football. Offensive line with with Ezekiel Elliott and, of course, with Dak Prescott playing off the uh, play-action passing game, it's all predicated on Ezekiel Elliott having success on the ground. they got to get Ezekiel Elliott's contract done. But I, I don't blame the Cowboys. I, I said this. Two years left on his rookie deal. It, it, it's hard for them to all right, give in to Ezekiel Elliott. So this is going to drag on a little bit. I, as I've stated before, I think Ezekiel Elliott, they'll give him a little bit of a bump. They're not going to give him a huge deal, and then they'll give give him a, a much more uh, substantial deal next year when he's in the last year of his rookie deal. Two years left. I can't see them giving Ezekiel Elliott a huge deal right now to make him one of the highest-paid running backs in the NFL. But he's definitely worth it to the Cowboys over Dak Prescott. If you had to choose one or the other, you don't necessarily have to do. But definitely riding with Ezekiel Elliott. He's the engine that makes that team go. I mean, Dak Prescott, ah, he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Not in my opinion. He does better when he has a strong running game. And to turn down $30 million a year, maybe it's it's all part of the negotiations and what have you. And I can't see the... Cowboys wanting to give him more than that and make him a top three quarterback as far as salary is concerned. Who are you taking, Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott? Uh, I mean, that's easy because I'm taking Russell Wilson. He's he, he, he just got a four-year, $140 million extension with 107 in guarantees. And, of course, you have Carson Wentz, four-year, $128 million with 107 in, in guarantees as well. Is is that where are you going to pay Dak? I mean, it's you're going to pay Dak that kind of money? I'm the Cowboys. I do not do that. But I want to talk more about Tom Brady. He was on WEI. He talked about playing until he was 45. We'll get to that cut in just a second. But he also talked about adjusting to the new helmet. So here is Tom Brady talking on the Greg Hill Show on WEI this morning about adjusting to the new helmet. I've been experimenting with a couple different ones, and I don't really love the one that I'm in, but... You know, I don't really have much of a choice, so I'm just trying to do the best I can to work with it. You got to get used to the same helmet for a long period of time, and I did that. And my last helmet, you know, I wore in the last four Super Bowls, you know, so it was a pretty great helmet for me. And I hated to put it on the shelf, but, you know, that was kind of what they said to do. So kind of what I'm dealing with, and I'm working, kind of working with something else. Listening to Tom Brady, that shouldn't the players – like Antonio Brown and, and Tom Brady and the other 30. So there's 32 players overall who will grandfathered in. Shouldn't they be grandfathered in for the rest of their careers, a la the NHL? Do you remember the NHL? They went to having uh, making it um, a league mandate for players to wear helmets. Players were grandfathered in 
So if if they played in a league before that rule uh, was passed, they could get by without wearing a helmet. Craig McTavish was famous, one of the last ones who did not wear a helmet while playing in the National Hockey League. They were grandfathered in, so to speak. The NFL should do this with, with the players now. And Antonio Brown is bringing it to light. Um, you can you can hear it in Tom Brady's voice. He's not happy about it. I mean, the, the helmet that he wore, he, you know, it, it protected him enough. I mean, he didn't have any head injuries, and also um, he was successful wearing the helmet. And so now he has to adjust to a new one, and he doesn't like it, which is really funny. I mean, they can't figure this out. I I just I don't understand. Just make it so that Tom doesn't have a big adjustment uh, to this new helmet. Um. And Antonio Brown as well. So it's it's just it's it's really interesting to hear uh, the voice of Tom Brady talking about not being happy with a helmet. So it's just not Antonio Brown, all right. Uh, but Antonio Brown is taking it to lengths Tom Brady would not dream to do. So that there you go. That's Tom Brady. Also, one other interesting cut regarding Tom Brady, the goat, the greatest quarterback of all time. Greatest player is a different story. And if you want to weigh in on YouTube, is he the greatest football player? I don't know. That's a debate. Greatest quarterback? Absolutely. Greatest football player? I put Jim Brown is in that mix. All right. Greatest football player? Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White. Those guys are all in the mix for greatest football player. As for greatest quarterback, he is the GOAT. It's Tom Brady. And he talked about in the past, he's 42 now, just turned 42 August 3rd. He talked about in the past wanting to play until he's 45. So does he still want to play until he's 45? Here's Tom Brady a lot of time and energy to prepare myself and my body to play. So I love it. I love doing that. And I think that's why I've been very fortunate to be able to play as long as I have. But, you know, again, it's a physical sport. There's no certainties. I've had long-term goals, you know, and I've said 45 for a long time, and I hope I can make it there. I'm close. You know, I'm just going to take it and see, reevaluate after the year and see how I feel and, and uh, you know, hopefully I can just keep doing it. He says hopefully a lot. So I, he kind of, I think there's a little bit of a of doubt now in Tom Brady's mind that he can make it till 45, three years to go. That's interesting. Did you did see another thing that Tom Brady spoke about today was the fact that he put up his his mansion in Brookline, Massachusetts for $39.5 million. That was a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, what have you. He said that is in no means does that mean that he is retiring after the season. It's just that, you know, don't read anything into it is essentially what he said. I'm paraphrasing. And he explained that, you know, he has an expensive house, $39.5 million. That's what it's up for. So it takes time to sell. So that's that's the motive in putting up the house now. Read into it what you want. New contract. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Um, the end is near for Tom Brady. Guys, it's coming. Enjoy Tom Brady. If, if that's the way, if you're a Brady fan, you know, a lot of people can't wait to see him leave, uh, especially the AFC East. They really, they'll, they'll do a little bit of a dance once Brady is done with his NFL career. But then you still have Bill Belichick, right? Belichick, I don't know if he's going anywhere. So I don't, God, I mean, the greatest coach of all time and, and the greatest quarterback of all time. That's quite a tandem. Six Super Bowls, so. Uh, there you go. That's the Tom Brady news. He spoke with WEI. When he speaks, he makes national news and wanted to bring that to you. Back to Dak Prescott. What are you going to pay? What is Dak Prescott worth, right? Of all the quarterbacks that you could name out there right now, where are you putting Dak Prescott? Definitely not top five. Top 10? Dak Prescott, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL today? I don't think so. I'm, I'm not putting – I'm not putting – we're going to look up the positional salaries, right? Quarterbacks will go by, and you see. All right, Kirk Cousins, uh, Dak, you could – Dak has definitely a case over Kirk Cousins, although I'm, I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. I think he's much better than people give him credit for. Fine. You want to say Dak's better? Fine. I won't argue with that. Jameis Winston, he's better. And this is just the salaries for the 2019 quarterbacks. He's uh, – Jameis Winston is going to make 20, almost $21 million this year in the last year of his rookie deal. Better than Jameis Winston. Better than Marcus Mariota. Derek Carr, Dak's better. Flacco, he's better. Jimmy G, he's better. Cam Newton, no, he's not better than Cam Newton. Better than Andy Dalton, yeah. Alex Smith, yeah. Matthew Stafford, uh, that's a little bit of, a, of, a, of an argument. Eli Manning, yeah, he's better than Eli Manning. Phillip Rivers, better than Phillip Rivers. Not better than, uh, he's not better than Phillip Rivers. Not better than Andrew Luck. Not better than Russell Wilson. Dak Prescott is not better than Matt Ryan. Ben Roethlisberger, no chance. 
Tom Brady, no chance. Even even uh, the Tom Brady now. Drew Brees, no chance. Aaron Rodgers, no chance. So he's around. He's around the top ten mark. Deshaun uh, Watson, no, he's not better than Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. So he's Dak's around the top ten, maybe outside the top ten, anywhere from from eight to twelve. You put him in there. I'm not giving. There is no chance that I'm giving Dak Prescott the money that he's looking for right now. Um, it just doesn't make much sense. And then that's less you, you can give to guys like Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott and down the line, Jalen Smith. There's going to be guys you're going to have to pay if you're the Dallas Cowboys that are more valuable to the team's success. And it's crazy to say that because it's all about the quarterback in the National Football League. Speaking about quarterbacks in the National Football League, Matthew Stafford, Detroit Lions. We'll check in on Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions next with Dave Burkett from the Detroit Free Press. He covers the Lions. That's next. A little Detroit Lions preview here on At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your Car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Weekend wages. Back in the day, I'm making bets from a Burger King restaurant, you know, meeting the guy, whatever. Now we can bet on most regular season tackles and assists. You can bet on anything, right? So, great point you bring up. The Bills, their offense could struggle a little bit. The defense is going to be fantastic. 16-1 to 1 for him. Evans is an absolute killing machine, too, man. He's going to tackle. I love it at 16-1. to 1. That is a very good price. Listen, while you're at Burger King, could you I give did. me a couple of cheeseburgers and a couple of, maybe some fries? <laughs> yeah, I'm starving, too. Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, on the FNTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Back here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. Rolling along here, uh, NFL previews. It's up to the Detroit Lions. And to preview the Detroit Lions for the 2019 season, we welcome in Detroit Free Press, Lions writer Dave Burkett. Dave, thanks for the time. Appreciate a couple minutes here. Absolutely. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And, Dave, first, uh, I, I said, let's begin with uh, some off-the-field news. Uh, it was a trying offseason for Matthew Stafford and his wife. How is she doing? I... I, I uh, 
Uh, she went underwent brain surgery. Uh, is, do you have an update for people out there who are curious as to uh, hear how she is doing? Do you have an update? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, she's doing well or as, as well as can be expected. I mean, she's back. She's been at practice, training camp practices with the kids. I know she's back traveling. So um, I have not spoken with her. I, I've seen her out at camp. Um, well, that's good. But everything know. looks to be good. So, yep. Thoughts and prayers to the Stafford family. And speaking of Matthew Stafford, uh, you've been around him for his whole career or most of his career. Have you seen a change in his demeanor? I mean, dealing with the, the horrific news of his wife and, and, and brain cancer, and what have you, um, it, do you see a difference in him? You know, not really. I mean, uh, look, obviously he took some time to be with family, you know, this offseason, as he should. Uh, but even while he was, uh, you know, tending to, to his wife's needs and his family's needs, he was still, uh, you know, up at the facility in early morning hours and trying to put some work on the side, learning a new offense and, uh, you know, showing his teammates, showing the organization that, that football still mattered to him. So, I think, you know, as he said, he was sort of able to compartmentalize a little bit. When he was at home, it was it was home and it was all about family. And, you know, football wasn't on his mind, at, especially early on in the spring. But when he was at the facility, he tried to devote that time to, to football and to the Lions. All right, that's good to hear. Let's talk about this this team, right? Year two, the Matt Patricia era there in Detroit. What do you expect offensively? Darrell Bevel is the offensive coordinator. You have uh, on Johnson, uh, people talking him up. Uh, as like a fantasy uh, sleeper, if not even sleeper, just a really great fantasy uh, pick there because they're going to run the ball there with Darrell Bevel. What are you uh, looking at there as far as offensively is concerned with Matthew Stafford and, and carry on Johnson? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, if I was drafting on a fantasy team right now, I wouldn't mind having carry on as, uh, as one of my running backs. I think you know, the Lions are going to run the football more this year. They, they sort of, that's how they want to control the game, you know, and not just running, but they want to be a big team controller at the line of scrimmage. That's why they drafted TJ Hawkinson. And that's why they're going to play two tight ends quite a bit this year. But yeah, you can look at what Bevel did in Minnesota and Seattle. And obviously he had a uh, different type running backs there, you know, two of the, the better ones to ever do it. And Adrian Peterson and, and Marshawn Lynch. And we'll see, you know, uh, how close we can, can approximate any of those guys in production over the course of, of, of his career. But, know that they do want to run the ball and they do want to win football games that way at the very least. And they seem to have the offensive line to do it. I know uh, Pro Football Focus ranked the Lions the 15th best line out of 32 teams. Um, they, they have a lot of uh, beef on that line, a lot of big guys. Uh, Frank uh, Ragnow is at center. Uh, Graham Glasgow, the kid from Michigan, at guard. They've, they've been there now a couple of years. Tyler Decker's back this year at left tackle. Ricky Wagner at right tackle. So talk about the offensive line. How good is this offensive line for the Detroit Lions? Well, that's one of the question marks. I mean, it remains to be seen. They've, they've sunk a lot of resources into it. You know, they, they spent first-round picks on Taylor Decker and Frank Ragnow. They spent a little bit in crazy on Rick Wagner at right tackle. You know, Glasgow is a third-round pick. who could be getting a new deal here at some point this, uh, this summer. Um, so they, they certainly are high on it. The, the line has not quite performed up to par yet. Uh, and, you know, there's a big question mark at left guard, but yeah, if that line can hold up, it's going to help everything because not only is it going to help, you know, the, the, the running game, but Stafford took a pounding last year too, and obviously his stats were down, and, you know, he suffered that injury late in the season, the back injury, and so if that offensive line holds up, I think there is reason to believe that this Lions offense can have a little bit of a bounce back here. Oh, that, that, that'll be music to uh, people's ears out there. How about outside with the skill position? Let's go to TJ Hawkinson first. The tight end, uh, I was reading a report that he's not going to be the starting tight end uh, coming out week one. Uh, what 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 have you seen from T.J. Hawkinson, the first-round pick out of Iowa, the tight end? Yeah, I mean, I would consider him the co-starter, right? Okay. I mean, they, they signed Jesse James in free agency. You know, they gave Jesse James a good deal of money. And just given the nature of the tight end position, you know, there's a lot that Hawkinson has to learn. You know, it's rookies. They don't make impacts there typically. But what the Lions have done with Hawkinson is, is really they've just given him a part of the offense. You know, they've he's going to be an intermediate passing weapon, and he's going to be a red zone weapon for them. And once he sort of has, you know, some of that, the, the sights down that he needs to adjust to and learns the defenses a little bit better, you know, then I think you'll see a little bit him taking on a little bit more of a blocking element in the offense. And that's something he certainly can do. That's why the Lions drafted him. But I think you'll see his, his playing time, you know, tick up as the season goes on and, and probably his production as well. Dave, how good is Kenny Galladay? Is he a true number one receiver in this league? Who, uh, man, I mean, I think he is a really good player. I don't, I don't know if I'd put him in the top, you know, five or ten receivers in the NFL, but I think he's just outside that tier. I mean, he's look, he's a big dude, you know, six three and strong, powerful. 
you know, he's another guy that's a red zone weapon. I mean, you look at what the Lions have done with their receiving core and their tight ends. It's just a lot of big bodies. I mean, Galladay, Marvin Jones isn't small on the outside. You know, a couple tight ends that they're going to play. That's that's kind of how they want to do that. And, and Galladay is a guy that really, you know, last year we saw him sort of emerge as Matthew Stafford's favorite target. Downfield weapon, somebody that Stafford can throw the ball to and even in tight windows and he can make some catches. And so, you know, I think Galladay is hoping for a breakout year. You know, he said he thinks he can catch 100 passes in this offense. Wow. That might be a little ambitious <laughs> just given what, uh, you know, the way the Lions want to play. But, uh, you know, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's going to be all that far off either. I mean, he's probably looking at 80 catches, maybe, you know, a hair more than that. How about uh, Danny Amendola? What does he have left? What does he have left? And he had kind of a down year in Miami after leaving New England uh, two years ago. What does Danny Amendola have left in the tank, as far as you could tell from watching practice? Yeah, well, he's had a good camp, you know, and, and I think one of my colleagues at the paper, Carlos Menares, actually thinks he's going to be the Lions' leading receiver this year. I don't, wow. I don't subscribe to that, but, <laughs> That's but he okay. is going to be. Yeah, yeah, but he is going to catch some balls because he's going to be that third down outlet guy. You know, he's still, he's still, he can still get open in the short area like that. So I, I don't think, you know, I, look, I, I kind of struggle with what Amendola is, you know, because of what he did last year in Miami. But like I said, he's had a good camp. Um, they don't have, you know, they're, look, the Lions are top three receivers. They're pretty set. And then after that, it's a bunch of question marks. Right. So there's going to be plenty of playing time there for Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola. All those guys are going to be on the field. Talking with Dave Burkett, Detroit Free Press, Lions beat writer, as we preview the 2019 Detroit Lions. How about defensively, Dave? Uh, great against the run, fifth overall, uh, exactly uh, projected at least for this season. I have Damon Harrison in the middle there, and that helps a lot when you, with people, teams trying to run the football. Trey Flowers comes over from New England. Uh, talk defensively uh, what you see from this Detroit Lions team. Yeah, I think they might be better in real life than they are for fantasy purposes. You know, I mean, yeah. they uh, second half of last season they played pretty well, but they didn't get a lot of turnovers last year. Uh, and I don't know that that's going to change. I mean, they, I think the defensive line is the strength of this team, but they don't have a big sack guy. You know, nobody on this team is going to get 15 sacks. Trey Flowers is he's never had double digit sacks in college or the pros, and they gave him a lot of money because he's a versatile piece. They can move him inside. Uh, you know, he just came back from shoulder surgery. Damon Harrison hasn't practiced yet this summer. You know, Mike Daniels, who they just signed, he hasn't practiced yet. So I think there's there's a lot of potential on that line. There's a lot of talent. But uh, we do have to take a little bit of a wait-and-see approach just till they all get on the field. I, the one thing, you're right, though, they will be a good run-stopping defense. So depending on how your league, you know, may value defense and, and what counts, I don't think they're going to give up a ton of points. I think they'll be pretty good against the run. I just I don't know that they're going to create turnovers and volume. And I don't know that they're going to, you know, they're going to produce a ton of sacks at the end of the day either. Right now, the Lions are projected to finish last in the division in the North, in the NFC North. And, and there's a lot of great teams there with the Green Bay Packers and the Vikings, much as expected. And, of course, the Bears who won the division last year. How much pressure is there on uh, Matt Patricia in his second year, only his second year, to, to get this right and, and to get the Lions going in the right direction? How much pressure is on uh, Matt Patricia? Yeah, there is because... I think it was because of the way last season went. You know, nobody expected six wins. They took a big step back from the previous year, and nobody expected kind of the way it all went down either. I mean, just the negativity that was around this team last year, uh, you know, starting from last spring, really, and, and going through the season and some of the, the no-show performances they had. So the way that players just didn't respond to, to him. And, you know, there, there's a little bit of a different vibe about camp this year. So I think – there's a general, you know, happiness, I guess, or more of a happiness about this team. Uh, but, you know, that's going to go away quickly if, if they don't win. And we've already seen fans are a little skeptical. I mean, they have in their, their first preseason game, you know, because they didn't people didn't like what they saw on the field. So, yeah, you know, Patricia has Bob Quinn, the general manager, obviously in his corner. Um, I don't know that, you know, it would take a lot for, for Bob to get rid of his, his buddy, I think. But if the Lions don't, improve as a team you never know what management is thinking and what could happen so they finish a sentence the 2019 detroit lions will be successful if if let's see if that defense holds up a because i think they're going to be a better defensive team than they will offensively but then b i, I think they need if you know matthew stafford bounces back as well i mean stafford just did not have a great year last year uh, you know, didn't put up huge numbers and again not all his fault he got beat up a little bit he lost some of his weapons golden tape you know, traded Marvin Jones, Carrion Johnson hurt, but 
look, he, you know, the Lions, they're holding them out of practice here. Six straight days. They're not practicing today, but six straight days they held them out of practice for throwing. They say there's no injury issues, just sort of a rest thing. Maybe it's a skeptic in me. I just It's something that worries me a little bit. Right. I want to see Matthew Stafford on the field, not throwing for 5,000 yards, but producing like he was a couple years ago. And I think if that happens, maybe this Lions offense is good enough to complement the defense and they can get to the playoffs. Excellent. Preview there, Dave. I appreciate a couple of minutes. Uh, read uh, Dave Burkett in the Detroit Free Press, talking Lions football. Thanks, Dave. Absolutely. We'll talk to you again. Thanks. All right. There he is, and I have to agree with him there. I mean, it's a tough spot for Matt Patricia in that division with all the teams that play great defense. The Bears had the number one defense in the league last year. The Vikings have a great defense. The Packers don't. Uh, they struggle, but they have Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be tough sledding. Six and a half is the win total on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm going under six and a half wins for the Detroit Lions. I just don't see it. Just I, I don't see where they're getting the wins. Not with this team. They'll have a good defense. I just not enough weapons around Matthew Stafford. And I don't even know how good Matthew Stafford is. More to do here. We'll talk about MLB best bets coming up. And, of course, NBA MLB schedules for next year at least. That's next. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Someone is searching your name or business online. What will they find? Do you have negative search results online? Do you have false accusations, records from a legal situation, or bad press from your past? To reclaim your reputation, call 1-888-WE-DELETE or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. That's 1-888-933-3538 or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. If there is any negative information about you online, GuaranteedRemovals.com will permanently delete it for you. That's right, it is possible to remove negative content from the Internet. And GuaranteeRemovals.com is the only company focusing on permanently deleting negative online content. We have successfully removed over 10,000 links, including news articles, arrest records, legal documents, business complaints, blogs, pictures, videos, and more. We offer a no-money upfront guarantee. You don't pay until your online content is removed. Call 1-888-WE-DELETE to talk to our dedicated specialists who are here to assist you. That's 1-888-933-3538 or GuaranteedRemovals.com. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable, you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. That's $200 
for new users with a risk-free bet. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer will not be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, NG only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Welcome back here to At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guasamacchia. Just finished up with the Detroit Lions preview. Dave Burkett does a great job with the Detroit, Detroit Free Press. And I'm there's just not a lot to like because Matthew Stafford struggled last year. This year, other than Kenny Galladay, I mean, Danny Amendola, I mean, what does he have left? I mean, we saw what he was uh, last year in Miami, not very much. Then you have Marvin Jones, nice receiver. TJ Hawkinson's a rookie, and as they've said, tight ends, they, they take a while to uh, acclimate themselves to the NFL. So I don't expect much from TJ Hawkinson. Jesse James, I don't expect much. The former Pittsburgh Steeler tight end and former Penn Stater. Good tight end, could do a lot, can block, can pass, uh, catch a little bit, but n- not a dynamic tight end like TJ Hawkinson. So don't expect much there. on Johnson will run the ball, and I like that offensive line. Actually, 15th, it's ranked by Pro Football Focus. They ranked the Lions coming into the, this year, offensive lines. I, I think they're better than that. I think they're a top 10 offensive line. Uh, Graham Glass now, he could he could play he, at guard. You got Frank uh, Ragnow at center, the Arkansas, former Arkansas offensive lineman. You got the former Michigan offensive lineman, and then the former Ohio State offensive lineman, and the former Wisconsin offensive lineman. So Taylor Decker's the O-State guy, Wisconsin, Ricky Wagner. So they got them all, right? They got most of the Big Ten represented there on the offensive line. They should roll. They're just road graders, big dudes. Taylor Decker could move to on the left side. They should do well. They should, so carry on Johnson fantasy purposes. I like him a lot, but for reality in that division, I don't like them to get more than six wins. And even with the six and a half, the number of the win total going under more likely five and 11 for Matt Patricia. The defense though is, is, is underrated with a Sean Robinson. They have um, Trey flowers. Now the former new England defensive end. I mean, they got guys and, and Damon Harrison, Got better than what they're, I guess, projected to be, and they could play the run. We know that, but the pass is a little bit of a different story. So six, five, right around there. I, I don't expect Detroit to uh, threaten for a playoff spot, not in that division anyway. So that's the wrap on the Detroit Lions for the 2019 season. MLB and the NBA came out with their schedules today. Surprising. I mean, they, a lot of it was leaked for the NBA with the Christmas Day games. We went over that. But I know where Gabe Morenzi will be on December 11th. That's when Kawhi Leonard returns to Toronto. So mark it now. Gabe will be off this uh, morning after and Game Time Decisions and every other show that he does on the network because he's going to be – actually, he could do the morning after, but no, can't do it from Toronto. So probably won't be able to do that. But uh, Kawhi Leonard returns to Toronto December 11. That should be a, a lot of fun there as uh, he burned them, went to uh, the L.A. Clippers, and will, did not return. On November 27th, Anthony Davis returns to New Orleans, and the Nets' Kyrie Irving returns to Boston. Uh, mark it on the calendars if, if, if people care to watch that. Clippers forward Paul George returns to Oklahoma City on December 22nd. And this one's good. Russell Westbrook will make his return to Oklahoma City on January 9th. So that's a good one. That's a, that's one to circle on your calendars. Uh, Mr. Russell Westbrook, arguably the greatest player in the history of that franchise. I mean, do you want to include Seattle Sonic players? Because that's where they moved from. Uh, Kevin Durant, I think he had more of an impact than Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook. So I, I definitely put him over Kevin Durant. There's other players going back to the Seattle days. More of an argument. Uh, Gary Payton. Probably comes to mind um, right off the bat. But uh, that'll be a great uh, game to look forward to. And, of course, you know the marquee Christmas Day games. It's going to be Celtics visiting the Raptors at noon. This is Eastern time. The Bucks at the Sixers, 2.30 p.m. The Rockets at the Warriors at 5 p.m. That'll be fun, Eastern time. Clippers at the Lakers, 8. And then the Pelicans at the Nuggets, the nightcap at 10.30. That's on Christmas Day, five games what you expect, we, we already knew that already, but uh, still, that that's loaded with a lot of intrigue with all those games. Celtics-Raptors, I mean, it just all of them are intriguing to me. You have the Bucks 76ers rematch of the playoff series, seven games um, series there um, with the Bucks and the 76ers, so that should be a lot of fun. Rockets and Warriors wasn't much of a series there. Well, with Kevin Durant even going out, they still Warriors got it done, but different series this year without Kevin Durant there in Golden State. So, 
there you have it. The uh, NBA released their schedule. Major League Baseball released their schedule, too. And, and to less fanfare, we already had it leaked where the Yankees will play the White Sox August 13th, 2020. In Iowa, the Field of Dreams field, they'll construct an 8,000-seat stadium. That's a lot of fun that you do that every year. Uh, I'm in favor of that. Just just uh, make a makeshift stadium, 8,000-seat or whatever, and basically built for TV. Um, I think in August or in July when baseball has the sports world on them, that's when you uh, do stuff like this just to make things more interesting. Look at the London series, Yankees-Red Sox. That was a lot of fun. And it was a lot of fun because they used great baseball teams, great franchises with history and competitive teams with winning records to go to London to play. And that, that helped a lot, and it was just it added just a new wrinkle, and it just uh, got baseball into the news. So I like the Field of Dreams idea. We talked about that already. Um, but, I mean, March 26th, the opener, March 26th, I mean, they, baseball needs to stop with opening up in March, it's it's too cold, and we're not ready for it. Wait until the uh, March Madness is over with. Once the March Madness is, is done, you have the, the championship game on Monday, then baseball should open up. You know, I mean, it's it's way too early, March 26th, for baseball. It's just this is what happens when you extend the, the postseason and they want to give more off days. I get that. Play some doubleheaders. You know, I mean, I'd like to see baseball open up April 15th. That's when, you know, the spring is in the air. You know, you have the smell of the baseball season. You know, the freshly cut grass in, in April. March 26th, I mean, it's still snowing, for crying out loud. So, I mean, I mean, what are you going to play? All the games early on in, like, domes and in warm weather climates? I mean, that, that doesn't add a, a lot of um, intrigue for baseball. You, you need to see some games in the Northeast. But uh, the March 26th opener... Uh, you also feature the Puerto Rican uh, in Puerto Rico. The Mets will play the Marlins. That is in April. Um, Texas Rangers open up a new stadium. That's March 31st, as I'm reading here. Um, so all 30 teams could play on opening day for the first time since 1968. All right, that's good. Good for Manfred for doing that. That'll be interesting. That I like that a lot. A full slate was scheduled for 2018, but two games were postponed. Um, so, and the season will end in 2020, September 27th. So that's pretty good. I like that. You got to end it before October. You know, you got to get these playoff games in. I uh, can't go into November. Uh, the World Series will be on track to end if it goes to the full slate of seven games, October 28th. So that's that. That they did it right there. I'd like to see it end a little bit earlier, only because MLB is competing with the National Football League. You got to try to avoid that as much as possible. Play some doubleheaders or condense the season. 162 games is way too many, but I. I don't know if we're going to see that. The NBA, give them credit. They've talked about it. At least Adam Silver has talked about it and mentioned it as something he wants to discuss further, you know, you know, shortening the NBA season. So baseball should consider the same thing, right? Just at least talk about it, exploratory talks, because 162 games is way too many. And when you have to start the season March 26th to get all those games in before October, that tells you a lot. So baseball, do the right thing there. But I, I do like... The fact that uh, all 30 teams will open up um, on the same day. That's good. Opening day. That's, that, that's a good thing. I like that. No, None of these Sunday night games were, you know, for ESPN purposes. I hate that. Uh, opening it up on that Monday, all 30 teams. So we have that there. Um, I wanted to mention the Rick Paul rule briefly. Uh, the NCAA amended it now um, after, I guess, they, they got some bad feedback uh, for – Prospective agents, they wanted a four-year degree, pass an exam, and uh, basically the NCAA now has backed off the bachelor's degree. So you will no longer be uh, have to have a bachelor's degree in, in, in order to sign players and to be an agent. So that they pushed back on that, and I, Rich Paul complained about it. He's the uh, agent for LeBron James, and this was his rule because I guess um, – you didn't qualify for a lot of these, uh, these uh, the criteria that uh, the NCAA is pushing now. And uh, new criteria, as I mentioned, bachelor's degree, that led to it being the Rich Paul rule. So they backed off on that. And, and Rich Paul wrote to The Athletic, of course, 
quote, requiring a four-year degree accomplishes only one thing, systematically excluding those who come from a world where college is unrealistic. Does anyone really believe a four-year degree is what separates an ethical person from a con artist? End quote. That is Rich Paul. He's right about that. Uh, he is right about that. I mean, you have to have some rules and regulations. So Paul represents LeBron, Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, and Clutch Sports, as you've heard throughout uh, Anthony Davis, throughout that drama of Anthony Davis with uh, demanding a trade from the Pelicans, and so you're familiar with Rich Paul and everything. So they push back on that, and, and that's good to hear uh, a little bit there. But they should have some criteria for agents, I think so, just to protect the players and protect the, the kids, especially 19 years old. 20 years old, they're young, uh, to make these decisions. So NCAA protecting, tried to protect the kids. They, they made some uh, blowback, they amended the rule, and so you don't need a four-year bachelor's degree. So that's that's that. But more with the MLB best bets. We talked about it. Looking at the MLB slate tonight, uh, Yankees won game one, the Yankees game two, Mingo Herman, heavy favorites against the Orioles as they go for their 14th straight win against the Baltimore Orioles, the hapless Baltimore Orioles. A lot of games. Look, Zach Greinke's going for the Astros. Not touching that. That's the Astros, a minus 300. We, we uh, saw what happened yesterday when their some books had them, uh, the the underdogs as far as the Orioles against the Astros with Justin Verlander on the hill. One of the biggest upsets in in 15-year history where as, as far as they've been tracking. I haven't been tracking this for very long, um, some of the um, sports books out there. So uh, we saw that with the Orioles winning 8-7. So it could happen. Astros minus 300. Against the White Sox today, no, no chance I'm taking the Astros in that one. The Boston Red Sox with Eduardo Rodriguez on the hill. Has a great win-loss record. Not a great ERA. On the road there against the Indians. The Indians are rolling right now. 42-17 and 17 since June 4th. Best record in Major League Baseball at home. Zach Plesak is on the hill. Not a great pitcher, but they're plus 102 on the money line. Minus 150 on the run line. I'd go money line Indians. I just like them. I don't like the way the Red Sox are playing right now. All right, I, I think the Red Sox, as a matter of fact, are not going to make the playoffs. They just it's just not their year. Yeah, they they could smash. They're a great offense, but the Indians are on a roll. They're going to ride a streak, and, and the Indians have a good offense now too, as well. So I like the Indians at home. The total is ten and a half. That's a good bet as well. I'll parlay that. I'll go Indians on the money line plus one hundred two, and I'll go over the ten and a half total there in that game. So that's my best bet there. Um, Yankees now, it's Chad Green, so Domingo Herman will not start. It's going to be Chad Green. That's according to the FanDuel Sportsbook opener. He just opened, too, a couple of days ago, so it's interesting to see that. I'm still not touching. Yankees on the money line, minus 290. Yikes. You know, I mean, but they own the Orioles, right? Total's 11.5. That's really high. But Yankees smashed. 8-5 was the total for the first game. Got to go over for the Yankees, too. Yankees just always go over with the Baltimore Orioles. I'd go over. That's my third bet. Over 11.5, second game of the Orioles-Yankees doubleheader. We'll wrap things up. A lot more to do here. We'll toss it over to Game Time Decisions with Gabe Morenzi and George Kurtz. That's coming up at the top of the hour. But a little more to do here before we get out right here on At The Window.